Gaming History 101. Extra credit. All right, what's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101's Extra Credit <laughs> Sega CD Top 10. Now, if this is your first time listening to one of our Top 10s, we have a very scientific methodology in which we go about this. It took two years to come up with. Yeah, right? <laughs> Jam and I come to the table with 20 games each, 40 games total. 10 games make it to the top 10, and then we negotiate the actual top 10. Negotiating the actual top 10 has proven to be quite easy. I'm curious if this is not going to be a reverse thing where it's easy to get down to 10, but it's hard for us to figure out the order of the 10. But I guess time will tell. Um, With that in mind, uh, we'll get started. Uh, I would like to point out that we are not doing any sort of... um, like, there were some unlicensed games. There were some games that came out after the fact yeah. for the Sega CD. I don't know about you. None of them made my list. I don't know I don't if we specifically banned them. I don't think they made my list. Yeah. Um, the only mainstream one that... Uh, and then there were two exceptions. There are two games that are readily available that never existed on the console. Uh, they just found prototypes and released them. One of them is Penn & Teller's Smoke and Mirrors, home of the infamous Desert mm. Bus. <laughs> and uh, that did not make my list... And I don't know if it should be on there at all, but uh, like if it should even exist as an option. Did you put that out there? I'm guessing no. No, Okay. So we are avoiding (laughs) this. Yeah, we are avoiding this purely because we don't have to. The other one is Demolition Man. (laughs) Did Demolition Man make (laughs) your list? I kind of wish it did. That was a game that was supposed to release, didn't at the last minute. Uh, We should point out that when Demolition Man was what? I played it though. That's pretty yeah. cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, like even I think even the developers and the publisher mm. like fuck it, we don't care. Just you can distribute it. Like I don't think they've ever tried to stop it. No. Uh, that game was like ready to be pressed and ready to go. I think the game is complete or at least mm. partially complete um, in uh, in the form that exists. But uh, it's an interesting game. Um, yeah. But when that game was coming out, just for uh, comparison. <laughs> The first holiday season with the Saturn and the uh, PlayStation were also upon us. So that game was coming out uh, up alongside. And while they might not be the greatest games in the world, uh, that game is going up against like Ridge Racer and Battle Arena Toshinden and Croc. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Clockwork Knight. You know, so they're, uh, you know, whether or not you think those are good games, uh, I think they definitely. Uh, have a striking quality jump over Sega CD's well, Demolition Man. <laughs> well, they, the developers didn't know whether those games would be good or not. It's more just the the more kind of what was coming was too much to kind of cope, I think, at that time. Yeah, I think Activision was the publisher. I could be wrong on that, but Activision, mm-hmm. as we know... Well, they love keeping games alive. <laughs> yeah, they, they, tend to, uh, they tend to be very careful about what they release yeah. uh, and love their licensed properties. So if Activision chose not to release it, that means they were probably very, um, <laughs> very <laughs> hesitant about both the quality of the gameplay and the the plausibility of its sales. So anyway, so we will jump into this. I should point out, you know, fun plug. Uh, Cron CD is coming along. It's taking me a yeah. little longer to make it, but uh, not in a bad way. I still think we are going to be good for September first ish being the launch of the first episode and we'll we'll see what that's like uh jam you will get to get a sneak peek as i sweet finish the first uh portion that i'm working on now that should be coming sometime in the week but uh anyway with that let's jump into the top 20 so, or the top 10 so 
the way we always do this is uh, we fire back and forth 10 games each until we have our 40, and then we start the debates. So, uh, Jim, why don't you kick it off? Yep, no problem. Uh, right, my first 10 this time around is... Uh, I'll put, <laughs> this is going to be a great note to start on. Sewer Shark. <laughs> Sewer Shark, all right. Uh, I'm probably going to butcher this title. This is the combo title. Uh, um, I should also point out, because I don't think you mentioned this at the beginning, that over here in Europe it's called the Mega CD, not the Sega CD. That is correct. Is, I'm sorry, which, yes. But no, that's cool, that's cool. No, it's all right. I forgot to mention it. Uh, Soul Feast slash Cobra Command. It's like a dual game. Oh, you guys I'm got specific- it as a duel, huh? Yeah, but I'm, I'm specific. If it's not dual over there, then I just want to say Soul Feast because Cobra Command sucks, but <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> uh, I do not care for uh, Cobra Command myself. Um, but Soul Feast, I like. That's the, one that, that's the one I want to make it. But over here, as a dual game, they're both sold together as a pack. So, Huh. How about that? As far as I'm aware, anyway. But I haven't seen one that was sold where they are sold separately. Uh, so, yeah, cross out Cobra Command, just uh, Sewer Shark and Soul Feast so far. <laughs> The next game, Fred. Uh, well, is... actually, real quick question: um, Do you know if that was a pack-in per chance? Oh, it might have been. I wonder. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm just. Uh... I've got the game in front of me here. Actually, uh, early for use of Powell and French. Because he doesn't say on the box if it was a pack-in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, but uh, yeah, looking it up, it it appears the Mega CD version did Probably have. A yeah. Anyway. Mm. All right. Uh, either way, either way, we'll, we'll throw you from kind of there. Uh, number three, though, uh, is Wonder Dog, Fred. You've probably never Wonder heard of Dog. this. I have, actually. Oh, you have? I was going to say, oh, uh, like, You're not the about? first person to tell me Wonder Dog is a good game. Oh, that's, so. that, that, but we're probably the only two. The, <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is probably a common one for people, is Star Wars Rebel Assault. Ah, okay. And number five is i should also point out to the listeners that this isn't any particular order this is just my first 10 right uh next one is advanced dungeons of dragons eye of the beholder ad and d you will next... be ha- surprised to know that so far yeah. you have not named a single game on my list oh really <laughs> That's really surprising. yes <laughs> so maybe this will take longer than we thought uh, these next few i'm almost guessing might be so next up is batman returns nope me nope okay maybe not uh <laughs> final fight cd that one did make it yes okay so first dupe <laughs> and then keeping with the ff games fatal fury cd fatal fury i believe that's actually fatal fury special i think so yeah because they the yeah it was just called fatal fury but i've got my at least for the power region but yeah it probably was fatal fury special that's fair um Next up is, uh, which I actually played this recently just because of after writing a review about it, which was Shadow of the Beast 2, which is the CD version, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And then last for my first 10 is Shining Force CD. Shining Force. Good old Shining games. Right? That's part of the Shining franchise, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Yeah, actually, we have very few dupes. I will start mine off with obviously Final Fight CD just because we know it's a dupe. Yep. Um, <laughs> next up on mine, another S game, another shooter, but instead of Sulfies, I went with Sylphied. <laughs> so I did Sylphied, you did Sulfies. Um, next up, Popful Mail. Popful Mail. That's a good one. Fun little side scrolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at it and it really strikes you as a working designs epic yeah. rpg and that is not what you get not that it's a bad thing but that is not what no. you get with pop full mail so um next up 
and this one might be a little controversial because I don't think people particularly care for this game. <laughs> yeah. But this was during a, a very influential JRPG time in my life, which is Vi, V-A-Y, Vi. Uh, or maybe it's Vey, I don't know. Yeah, yes. that down. <laughs> it did get an iPhone release for those of you who just don't want to have to dig it up. Um <laughs> So we'll talk about it, but the big thing and why it's controversial before people start looking around and trying to find something worthwhile about Vi. Uh, the thing with Vi is it's a very basic Dungeons and Dragons, or not Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Dragon Quest clone. Mm. Like it's it's gold leveling, <laughs> very basic, uh, but it has amazing, amazing um, uh, script. It has a fantastic yeah. script, and uh, Working Designs did the localization, so it's also fantastic. So anyway, that's mm -hmm. why it's on my list. Um, next up, of course, Night Trap. Yep. Um, <laughs> I coming. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll discuss it, but it, I had to bring it. <laughs> um, all right, next up uh, is Jurassic Park. Ah, yes. I think it was. Um, and uh, in keeping up with uh, all the JRPGs, let's do Lunar Eternal Blue. It's not Lunar, it's Lunar. Yeah, Lunar Eternal Blue. Uh, don't worry, Silver Star also makes my list. We, we may as well <laughs> knock it out. So I also did Lunar Silver Star. I thought both should be yeah. on this list, um, but I doubt both will make it to the end. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, we got two more. Uh, Road Rash. Mm. Yes, good old Road Rash. And, of course, you Brits love this game. Panic, or it might have been called Switch in your neck of the woods with the little kid and the dog pressing buttons. You familiar with this game? I, I probably am. I'm just going to look it up quickly, sure. yes. I think it's called Panic. Switch in mm. Europe. Let's see. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's called both, actually. Yeah, Switch mm. slash Panic. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, we do. All right. yeah, I do. I do know this game. Yes, yeah. So those are my ten. Okay. Uh, so I'll just write. I'm just writing out your one down as well. Hold on. So I keep track of this, so it doesn't look like silly when I do the the over well, the um, the repeats. So um, my last my last ten is uh, starting off big is for our game club Snatcher. Snatcher, yes. And because I feel like we have to redeem ourselves after the um, Mega Drive slash Genesis top 10. I've put Sonic CD on the list. So. Sonic CD, yes. Okay, yeah. I get that. Uh, I've, next one is one that you did put on your list, which is Sylphied. Mm -hmm. Okay. And next one is one of my... I, I can't... I just love the box art of this, but this is not the reason I put this... Well, that's only part of the reason why I put this on the list, which is Wolfchild CD. Oh, Wolfchild. Yeah. Oh, Wolfchild. That is great box art. Well, the, the game in general is is like a heavy metal album. Just looking at it. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, yeah, I, I I had to do this as well, Fred. I I put Night Trap on my list. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, and you you mentioned that it's already on your list for the next lot, but I put personally Lunar Silver Star as the I put that as the only the only Lunar game that's on oh, my list. Gotcha. And up next is Spider Man versus Kingpin. Ah yes, Spider Man. The Kingpin. And next the, one. That's the enhanced port of Spider-Man yeah. from the Mega... Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. I think I've reviewed then, that game, actually. I think, I think you I have, think actually, I've reviewed yeah. it on the site, anyway. Yeah, I think it's on the site, yeah. Uh, and coming up next is Eternal Champions. I think there's a tag to this one for the Mega CD, but old Sega CD, uh, but it's... Let me, uh, I, I just put Eternal Champions, but I think there is a little, like, blip that, like, uh, Return from Darkness or something... Uh, 
Oh, it's wow. like the expanded version. Yeah, and I forgot. Uh... That's all right. Oh, um, I'll, look, I'll look up in a sec. But uh, while I'm on that note, um, Road Rash is also on my list. Okay. And my final one, because this is really, this is a throwaway one, but I do have some reasons why I like this, is Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> Echo! <laughs> this port is notable for some yeah. reasons, so. There it um, is, yeah. All righty. <clears throat> so we'll go with the back half of my list. Uh, surprisingly, we don't have that many in common. Uh, we do have I'm Sonic surprised. CD in common. <laughs> yeah. We do have Sonic CD in common. Um Next up, uh, Adventures of Willy Beamish mm. is on my list. I did pick Rise of the Dragon. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Ah, uh, yes. Well, depending on your style. Staying with the anime theme, though, Ta- Time Gal makes my list. Um, Heart of the Alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with Heart of the Alien? I think I am, yeah. I'm that be- was the sequel to Another World. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, world. no, I know that, yeah. <laughs> but they gave you out of this world on the free, disc, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, <clears throat> uh, Racing Aces, that's a, a personal favorite of mine. Double Switch, yes, I'm doing the Corey Haim sequel tonight, Treb. Uh, Mickey Mania, The Timeless Adventures oh, of Mickey Mouse. I forgot that was on there, yeah, that's yes. a great game. And last but not least, well, maybe least, uh, Ground Zero Texas. <laughs> Ground Zero Texas made my list. Okay, as we do here, you can lock in two games that absolutely make the top ten. I just, I'm surprised there wasn't more FMV games from you, Fred. That was quite. Well, because I, I, I like FMV games, yeah. but I acknowledge they're not. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I don't think they're they're amazing games <laughs> mm. oh, that's fair though <clears throat> cool cool right so yeah so what yeah we lock in two games that will definitely make it to the top 10 uh so this is a tough this is almost tough to choose actually <laughs> so, i understand <laughs> i think i'm gonna go kind of generic actually i think uh i'm gonna lock in lunar silver star okay which i'm almost acknowledging my effect how which one we choose for um, yeah, because, well, actually, it was my lock-in, too, so um, I'll just oh, pick a new lock-in. No, 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 you continue. Oh, that's okay. No problem, no problem. Uh, that That's my first one. And then the second one, I am going to do, just scrolling through. Yeah, I, I already, this, I think this 10 is going to be a tough to do, actually. I, I'm, I'm just going to put Snatcher in there, to be honest. Um, Snatcher, okay. Yeah. That's a very safe um, <clears throat> lock-in. And that was the one that I was going to do instead of Silver Star. So uh, the first lock-in I'm going to do is Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So that one I know I want to be in there. And I think... Let's see. What do I want the second one to be? This is the trouble I was having. You're, you're Shit. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, let's lock in double switch. Believe it or not, I'll lock yeah. in a FMV game, mm. <clears throat> which leads to a couple of discussions. So, um, one sec, two, three, four. You'd think I'd set up these worksheets before I. <laughs> okay, so we have double switch, lunar silver star. I think it's Silver Star Story, but who cares? Nobody's going to... You put up Lunar Silver Star, you will definitely find it. Snatcher. 
and Jurassic Park. Um, okay, we will hear more about those games as we approach them, but in keeping... Time to trim the fat. Up with, the, yes. Uh, <laughs> so right off the bat, uh, I guess Eternal Blue goes away, right? Because we don't have two lunar games on the top ten, or do we? Our, the problem nah. is Eternal Blue isn't quite... It's not... It's better, but it's not there. Mm. It's uh, it's not as good a game, in my opinion. And that magic system for fucking saves is just. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so I mean, you just sold it. You just, you just uh, nailed it already. Why that's not okay. the top ten? All right, so Eternal Blues out. Uh, furthermore, with Double Switch in there, uh, I don't think Night Trap stays. What do you think? Ooh. I would agree. Yeah, because to me, I think Night Trap is more of a, a nostalgia thing. It's like uh, Night Trap oh. is great when you think about the fact that like it was a thing. It would have been even greater in '87 had they brought it <laughs> yeah, up for the, the Nemo or whatever. But uh, and I love it, right? The controversy definitely brought oh, me too. attention the to art. the Sega CD. Yeah, <laughs> the box art. It is. Uh, uh, I'm wondering why somebody didn't ask us why we didn't consider Night Trap to be a B tier game. Um, but uh, one way or the other, uh, I just don't think. It's influential. I just don't think it's top ten material. I don't think anybody thinks of Night nah. Trap and goes, "Ah, the Sega CD." <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 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 Not at all. No. It really it has its cult following, absolutely. Right. Um, and, it, and it is, you know, it's, it's a shame that the Kickstarter they were trying to do didn't succeed. But oh well, <laughs> save me five hundred bucks. Um, and it saved you some money though, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> anyway, alrighty. Uh, Let's see here. So, why Sewer Shark? Uh, Sewer Shark, I think it was because it, a lot of it is to me, again, this is like Night Trap. It was, it was kind of nostalgia, and it's just the, I love it's the terrible voice acting, actually. I really enjoyed it. Um, the, the shooting element to me, because it's a rail shooter with the whole FMV background. Um, it was kind of fun. I, mean, I played this kind of, because this is the launch title with the, um, with the Sega CD as a pack in. At least that's what I remember anyway. For, uh, was that the, the Sega CD 2. Yeah, yeah, Sega yeah, CD2 Sega. did have it. Now, you guys got it later than we did. So did you guys get yeah. the Sega CD, the Mega CD1 over there? We got uh, both, yeah. We tray? got Mega okay. CD. Yeah, yeah. We got the, um, the like, what would you call it? There's, like, the top load. It's not really yeah, a top, top load. loader. It's, like, yeah. it's below that's it, isn't it? it? Uh, yeah, no, we... well, the Mega CD1 was a tray that came out. The Mega yeah, CD2 were... was a top loader. That's the loader. one I have, yeah. I don't have the top loader one. I have the, uh, the original one. Wow, okay. That's the scary one to get because the tray could break. And yeah, then, no, yeah, and then your SOL. So I tend to buy top loaders on my CD consoles. Um, mm -hmm. Did that with everything but the CDI. However, um, I do like the Mega CD one, Sega CD one more. I think it looks it, much. It cooler. looks nicer. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite lucky because the guy, the, the version I got, I managed to find in like an auction. It looks like nobody's ever played it, so it's in pretty good condition. So I do say that touch wood, but obviously, <laughs> we'll yeah. see how long. See how um, long it lasts for. Actually, if you treat it with care, you should be good. Um, yeah, I yeah. don't think you play it enough to burn it out. Uh, but mm. uh, I could be wrong about that. I don't know. Maybe every night you're secretly playing ten games. But uh, I play Night Trap consistently every day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you leave it in the tray, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so Sewer Shark was the pack in for the part two, the top loader, yeah. uh, version two. Version one came with, uh, or at least when it first came out, it came with um, the five and one. Uh, Sega Genesis Mega Drive games. Uh, it also came with uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, and I think a sampler disc. So that's what. 
that's what you would have gotten with the one. Uh, but yes, Sewer Shark was definitely the most common pack-in. It's the cheapest game to find. It's all over the place. I have one here if somebody wants it. <laughs> <laughs> I like multiples. It's, it is the Sega CD game you will get multiple times over. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's a fun game. Um, it gets a little hectic. I, I beat it by accident in 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it seems to glitch. But it's not that it glitched. It's just that I did a very good run. Um, which I'm not usually used to doing, but anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, the only thing is I feel that, and this is the reason I picked double switch night trap had you bouncing around rooms and then setting traps and causing a reaction in the movie. Sewer shark had a movie playing and you interacted with things in the environment. Um, double switch tends to bring it together. Double yeah. Switch has you switching rooms, interacting with things in the environment, and seeing their reaction on the screen. I think it bridges the gap to what that original digital pictures idea was. Mm. And I think it's the best example of it, although it is not without its faults. Fortunately, since I've locked it in, I don't have to worry about its faults at all. Mm-hmm. It's locked in. But uh, I don't know. So you tell me, but I think Sewer Shark is, is a redundant... Uh, connection with Night Trap uh, that's yeah. not quite there yet. I'd agree. I, I don't think it's top 10 material, really. Okay. Um, let's see here. Is Sonic CD? You see, I can't, I'm can't. i kind of thinking that Sonic CD maybe should make the list because it's a very... Oh, I definitely think it is. Yeah, it's very. It's a very unique Sonic game, and because this was just after. This is what's funny about Sonic CD is it's kind of like to me it almost feels like it's between the first Sonic and the second Sonic because it has more elements from the first. Yes, it's Um, more like Sonic One. But I think it's released after Sonic Two, wasn't it? It was, but the developments. uh, I got to go back to that Sonic thing, but I think the developments. Yeah. Were parallel. Were in tangent. Um, Mm. I thought it was that. they had one idea for Sonic 2 and a different idea and they split off and some people went on to make Sonic CD and the other people went on yeah. to make Sonic 2. So even though it released later, it was technically developed earlier with uh, Sonic CD, Sonic 1 as a base. Uh, either way, I think it's a great game. I think the fact that it runs parallel uh, past, present, and future versions of every level is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the soundtrack is fantastic, especially yeah. Sonic Boom uh, at the very beginning uh, of the game. If you just let the CD run, um, it's clearly beloved. It's mm-hmm. had it has different soundtracks depending on what region you're in. I think it's didn't you and didn't we both get the same? I think we got the same soundtrack, and then Japan it's had Japan a Japan had a different one. Yeah, yeah. so um, I really like the game. I think it should be on the top ten. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so Sonic CD is on there. Um, and we finally we finally make up for, for the Mega Drive <laughs> top ten. Oh, that's right. We hate Sonic. Never mind. No, it's off the list. No, um, but uh, yeah. So, so Sonic CD makes it. Um, I also want to point out that while we were talking about Double Switch, uh, I think I talked myself out of Ground Zero Texas as well. Mm-hmm. Ground Zero Texas, just like Sewer Shark and Night Trap, tries to do what Double Switch does. Uh, only it tries to do it with a light gun. Um, mm-hmm. and it's okay. It's the best of the movie light gun shooters. It's definitely better than Mad Dog McCree or Who Shot Johnny Rock or Crime Patrol or anything. But uh, I don't know. Do you have any strong opinions one way or the other about dropping Ground Zero Texas? No. Okay. So GZT is out. Um, So 
Wonder Dog. Tell me about <laughs> Wonder Dog. Wonder Dog Man is just so it's one of those games that's just absolutely insane. Um it's a platform. So basically, it's a platformer um, developed by Core of Designs, all people. You know, people did Tomb Raider. The real one, the originally did Tomb Raider. Yes. Um, and it's just, it's just from the the plots alone, Fred. It's just this is the, what sells you. Kind of, dare I say, sells you on the game is where I'll read this out to you. So um, the peaceful dog ruled planet K nine. See what they did there. <laughs> <laughs> so is this based off of Wonder Dog, the uh, the cartoon? I don't know, actually. I've not. Um, okay, I've not actually look. seen the cartoons. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's his own thing, really. Um, but basically, it's one of those like the opening of this 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 game alone has just got all these typical kind of. It's it feels it feels very British as well. For if you were kind of into kind of you know, British satire. Yeah, this is time. fucking British as hell. <laughs> In terms, of, it's a, a dog crash lands onto Earth, makes friends with a boy, and then he it's, it's like, oh, it's funny because it's a dog with superpowers. It's basically Superman in a dog form. <laughs> so, well, there was a there is a Superman in the dog form cartoon from is that- I think it was a Hanna Barbera cartoon called Wonder Dog. And uh, it's funny that this does not fall into copyright issues or anything. Very similar, yeah. Yeah, but uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> so it's a side-scroller. I'm watching video of it right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a side-scroller where you shoot stars at sort of, you know, uh, basically, basically, the whole point of it is you are a dog trying to find your brand-new owner and, of course, save your your your, your planet's canine, which is just fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> and um... it's... The problem with it, though, is it, it's a, it's a good. I think graphically it looks beautiful as well. I I, just, I love the two D animation of this game. It does look unique. Um, the cutscenes are fully animated as well, which is quite key for a lot of these games on the um, our Mega CD and Sega CD lists. Um, which really they they do they do integrate really well into the game as well. Um, the only problem is is the gameplay hasn't really held up amazingly now, which I'm happy to admit with this game. Um, a lot of the reason why sort of I put this on this is it, it, it sort of just feels like a very original concept still, even for the time. Um, mm. And I don't, I don't believe this came out for. Oh, oh, oh no, I'm wrong. It came out the Amiga as well. <laughs> I was gonna say it did okay. get an Amiga port. Yes, uh, <laughs> but but we don't know what that computer is out here, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But uh... and that was me thinking it's always unique. <laughs> so, what's really funny as well is Wonder Dog came out in America before the UK, which is surprising actually. Yes, it did. Uh, I think that came down to the game had finished development in 1992 and Europe was not slated to have it yet. Mm. You guys just didn't have the Mega CD yet. So they would have released it in Europe, had the console come out. But I don't think you guys get the Mega CD until 1993. I think that's about right, yeah. So, mm. yeah. Uh, Japan gets it in 91. Uh, we get 92, and then you get it uh, 93. So, yep. So it's a victim of circumstance. So uh, I don't know. Do, is it top 10 good? I think this is when this is where we bring out the you know the maybe pile. <laughs> maybe pile. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll put it in the maybe pile. Um, if it gets to top 10, it'll be low. I think. So, <laughs> so let's. Uh, you know what? And actually, just seeing where things are going, I'm going to get rid of Vi. Vi is not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> so then, with Wonder Dog in mind, let's take a couple of other similar games. Um, starting with, uh, well, Popful Mail. This is a good looking game. It's a great looking Very game. Very colorful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Although Wonder Dog is quite colorful himself. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think quite to the 
level of Popful Mail. Popful Mail is crazy because it looks, it's a TurboGrafx CD game, I believe. Mm. Um, and you can tell. TurboGrafx CD has this interesting feel to a lot of its games, which is it's not trying to be gimmicky. It's trying to take the enhanced RAM and... And, and the better soundtracks and make something a little more cinematic out of a 16-bit game. And Popful Mail is definitely, you know, kind of one of the... You could do Popful Mail on the SNES and the Genesis, but having it on a CD console allows it to do some very cool things better. Uh, I should also point out that the Sega CD gave scaling effects yeah. to That's the fun. Mega Drive Genesis, which it didn't already have. Which, if you don't know what that is, that's more like Mode 7 style things. And obviously a fun gimmick that they love to put on um, on lots of SNES games. So Sega CD, Mega CD allows it to do that. Um, Popful Mail doesn't take advantage of that at all. Uh, because, like I said, it was a PC Engine CD game. And PC Engine CD cannot scale. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that mind, uh, I don't know. I just think that everything from the graphics to the, uh, to the care to how fun the game is even though it gets pretty brutal later on um i don't know i just really like this game i guess the question is do do you think it makes the top 10 i kind of think it does in my opinion because okay. um, just so it's a it's a very unique game and um i'm kind of a sucker for games like this <laughs> uh me too anyway, uh, yeah. again you see pop full mail and um and and you you ask yourself you're like was this you know is this an rpg and when it's mm. not i don't know i think that makes it more intriguing yeah um it, it was aka magical fantasy adventure should also point out falcom is the developer so this mm-hmm. is um this is the guys who made east y apostrophe s <laughs> which is actually just supposed to be y s it's not y apostrophe uh, yeah. s it's not eases or y's it's east um this was their action side scroller, uh, so uh, yeah, uh, I really like it. Uh, if you're cool with it, I, th- I I want it to be on the list. Yeah, yeah I think so. <clears throat> um, and with that in mind, I don't think Spider-Man and Kingpin should be on the list. It's a good game. Yeah, no, the only is it is a good game. Um, the, what's kind of just surprising, interesting about that game specifically is the. Um, the they obviously they add the full motion cutscenes and they're animated as well. It's the only Marvel game you'll ever find that has a bad ending to a character. That's as true. Well, yes, which was can... not given permission from Marvel. <laughs> yes, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, can't Mary Jane die or something? Spider Man and Mary Jane can die. Oh, that's quite, right. Quite because right, you have to make well. the because uh, you have to make the the big decision at the end. The uh, the Spider Man decision. Well, you got to the the end boss is Baywatch Kingpin. Obviously, you basically got to get him. Basically, Mary Jane's been dropped in spoilers for anyone that's about to play this. But, right. Um, well, yeah, skip ahead a few, just a couple of minutes. But yeah, uh, Mary Jane's about to be dropped into a vat of acid, and basically, um, it's all determined on if you can beat Kingpin in time. But if you die while defeating him, then you both get thrown in the acid in a full motion cutscene, which is go. really quite nasty, actually. And you're thinking, because yeah, you, it's, it's all of it's on YouTube as well. And you watch, you think, huh? Okay, well, that huh. happened. And you get, bearing in mind, you've played the entire game to get to that, and that's your reward. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought was crazy, was it does end the game. Um, mm. There's no go back to the checkpoint. No. <clears throat> but, yeah, very cool game, but I don't know. I, I don't think it makes the top ten. No, no, I agree. If you're okay with that. Um, I think for that same reason, mm, I really like... I don't know. Actually, I really like Mickey Mania, but I feel like 
Maybe that's a maybe. The thing about Mickey Mania is it's it's like the culmination of all the uh, the various other Mickey games that yeah were... it's uh, it's quite it's, it's very similar to those. Um, like, it's just yeah, the next step up. It's a graphical step up. It's uh, they of course can throw in cutscenes with you know Mickey Mouse's stuff in there. Um, I think they do that for Steamboat Willie. Um, <clears throat> But, uh, I don't know, but I don't know how much lasting appeal it has. I don't know. What do you think? Like, well, because we're going to have to make some difficult cuts anyway. And then Mickey Mayer, they've done, I'm skipping on this name now. There's a game, there's a Mickey Mouse game on the PlayStation one as well. I cannot remember. It wasn't Mickey Mania. It was like, oh, God damn it. Um, (laughs) it's, I'll, I'll look it up. But there was also that one Mickey Mania was also on the mega drive, wasn't it? So this is like the upgrade version. Um, well, this was Traveler's Tales. Oh, you're right. It was on, um, it was on the SNES and Mega Drive. Yeah, Mickey's World. Wild Adventure. That's the one on the PlayStation I'm thinking of. Um, so that that was kind of like the reason I'm bringing this up is to me. I almost feel that this game. I know it's on a different console, and people might maybe sort of you know, criticize us for this. But actually, I Mickey's feel- Wild Adventure is a port of Mickey Mania that was only released in Europe. Mm. Yeah. Believe it or not. Oh, really? Huh. <clears throat> Yes, um, but uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, I forgot that this was all over the place. With that in mind, yeah, I don't know if this does make it. No, I I think we could because we've got we've got a few platformers already, and we should make some tough cuts. So. But I didn't know it was so. Uh, excuse me, it was so widely <laughs> re-released. Um, so yeah, we can knock that out. Um, let's see what else catches my eye here. Um, I I think um, skipping ahead maybe a bit, but um, uh-huh. the the two two that come to one that I'm happy to let go of quite easily is um, uh, Fatal Fury CD because a lot of my ah. uh, reason for that being on the list is just nostalgia and um pl- and playing that. Uh, I, I just think it's it's a really good 2D fighter, but the game has been done better on other consoles really. Um, well, Fatal- possibly like the Neo Geo, but those yeah. were because. But this was a very good arcade port, and it was um, yeah. They could never get the sprites that big on the Genesis, Mega Drive, or uh, SNES. And mm. so that that was something that was significant. This this got very ar- close to arcade perfect. Um, mm. That's not easy to do uh, with Neo Geo games. So uh, i got to give credit where credit's due on Face- Fatal Fury Special. Um, that being said, yeah, I, Fatal Fury actually, I think, thrives better on the PC Engine CD. I think it, yeah. it does better with its ports. You need to have, like, I think you have to have the arcade RAM, though, which is, like, a special card that's very expensive um, in order to play it on a Sega CD but, or on a TurboGrafx CD. But still, um, yeah, I'm, I'm good cutting that. Um, Racing Aces is really fun, but I think that's my own thing. Um, mm-hmm. It's a fun game, but there's not much there. to be honest and and for that same reason um kind of thinking about getting rid of time gal which is really nothing more than a relatively exclusive it was also on the laser active and it might have been on the pc engine cd but not in this country time gal's really cool uh but it is it is dragon's lair (laughs) i say it's dragon's lair isn't it yeah (laughs) Um, so there's that. So I'm cool letting go of that right off the bat, just getting some of these cuts out of the way. Um, 
I gotta tell you, Wolf Child is so fucking metal, <laughs> but it's so boring. It's not a fun game. It was ported all over the place, and I played this everywhere. I played the SNES version, and it's just not fun. Um, yeah, it was it. It's, uh, it's on the oh, wait, Master System. It's yeah. on the Master System. I thought it you is. were saying Mega Drive for a second. Wow, it's on the it Master System. The Master System port is actually it, that's a technical achievement in itself. Come, I mean that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it is. <laughs> um, are you cool letting it go? Yeah, yeah I'm too cool letting that one go. I, I get that one is just, just. I just think I just love the artwork of that game. It's just great. <laughs> You're you are a guy with his chest hanging out with white hair. I mean, yes, <laughs> and lots of yeah. It's it's pretty good. It's it's a great cover. Go go look that up. Um, uh, okay, so I didn't I didn't like Batman Returns. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I would agree. It's not. It's definitely not the best game, but I actually preferred it to any other version of Batman Returns. <laughs> I'll give you that. Mm. I will also give you that this game, a lot of people said, was like the quintessential Batmobile driving game. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> they must not um, play the arcade game. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, there is the arcade game, but that just came out. I know. Uh, well, it must be at least a year now. So. <laughs> okay, yeah, a year. I'll give you that. Uh, and I can promise you that Arkham Knight's not going to give it a run for its money, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I it's it's a notable game. It's a notable uh, game on the but, Sega CD, yeah. and it is its own thing. Uh, it is definitely the best of the Batman Returns games. Uh, but I, I don't know. I also don't think it does the it does much with the Sega CD's capabilities. It was an early Sega CD game, but uh, I just don't know if it needed to be on Sega CD. Mm. So uh, I don't know. Are you okay letting it go? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I'm happy to get that one. Um, so tell me about Star Wars Rebel Assault. I was a PC elitist back then and played this on this on the PC. And that's probably yeah. That's probably part of the reason why this game might probably be cut really. But Star Wars Rebel Assault. The reason I like, I, I really really like the Rebel Assault games. They are a ton of fun to play. I've got um, <laughs> Rebel Assault Two on the PlayStation One. Which is a game I really, which a great game I need to go back to actually and um, do a review for. And um, it's basically just um, is Rebel it, Assault it, Two a first person shooter though? Because Rebel Assault is n- not right. No, neither of them. They're both of them aren't. Okay, neither they're spaceship shooters. They're um, what would you call? Them? They're like uh, rail. They're rail shooters, really. Yeah. So because um, everybody a, remembers that first level in Rebel yeah. Assault where you're. Um, what is it? Busting Womp Rats in your T sixteen Skyhopper. Uh, Absolutely. I forget the line from Star Wars, but yeah, bullseyeing Womp Rats in your T sixteen mm. Hopper. That's what it is. But anyway, but some of the levels in this game are really, really cool. Uh, really, I, I think it's really silly because obviously I'm promoting both of the games. But speaking speaking to the original first, it mm. was quite epic to be in a in a obviously an X wing and you're in space and you're seeing like the star destroys in the background and you're like I know even though you don't control them you're flying past them and it just looks quite cool actually. So it oh, reminds yeah. me of it's like the wing commander that people wanted in a way even though wing commander has much more of a following now. Um, right. But but it, it has the Star Wars brand to it so people were obviously all over this sort of game. Game. Um, and they had the it had full it had um, clips from the film as well. Obviously, yes. integrated into the game, um, yes, which is pretty cool. Um, it probably I, I probably say I'm, I'm happy to let it go from the top ten just because it's a fun game and it, it looks gorgeous. And even to this day, I think it, it holds up quite well for a Sega CD and Mega CD game. It looks good still. Yeah, um, the PC didn't make it look any better. Really, it mm. just had a better controller. You could buy a yeah, a, you know, a joystick for it, but. But it's um, uh, but but at the same time, because it is kind of a rail shoot, and I feel that we have got some other space shoots on this list, which I just think kind of just do it a bit better. 
So I'm happy okay. to let it go, really. All right. Well, actually, while we're on that subject, I'm kind of thinking we need to let Sylphid go. Really? Okay. Sylphid's cool. Sylphid mm. is... The first polygons. ones to do, yes, true <laughs> polygons, used scaling. It is a technical showpiece for the Sega CD. It really is. Well, unless you're, unless you're young these days, and you're looking at it and thinking, what? <laughs> if that's total, in, a, in a great back in the day, I remember seeing this game in Monet, like in Right, I'm like, saying Sylphid, right? We're talking yeah. about Sylphid? Okay, yeah, that's right. just want to make sure, yeah. Um, I want to make sure I didn't say Solfees. Uh, I was looking <laughs> and I was like... People, if you've played Soulfeast, you're like, what the hell is there? are they talking about 3D <laughs> models? Um, but, uh, yeah, Sylphie looked really cool. Um, but, I don't know. It very much harkens back to the days of early 80s shooters at the arcades. It's almost like Virtual Race. We talked about Virtual Race, didn't we, on the Mega, Mega Drive the, um, mm-hmm. Top 10. where it, it kind of has that feel to it where it's like a tech demo. Um, yeah. It shows that it shows the power of the Mega CD and Sega CD, but it's um, it, I don't know. It just doesn't do anything that just sort of wows you, um, especially if you're going back to the list today. Like what what defines the console? Yeah, I mean you have to own it to show off what the yeah. console could do. Everyone everyone usually has it as well. If you've got yeah, it. yeah, it's it's easy <laughs> to find. It's it's balances between rare and cheap. Um, uh, meaning it's it's not super rare. It's not super cheap. Uh, but it's somewhere in between. I think you pick it up for around here. It's pretty easy to find, and you'll get it for about like ten to twenty bucks. Um, yeah, it's pretty cheap here as well. Fairly reasonably um, easy to find as well. Uh, so now Soulfeast on the other. Yep. Hand. <laughs> no, we got the right way around. This Which is the did 2D. get yes. This is the two D shooter. Um, I really dig this shmup. I do. Yeah, I think um, this is great. <laughs> so. In a console that really didn't have many. Uh, which Robo, is surprising. Robo Aleste was so weak and fucking hard. Like coming off the cusp of Musha, it just breaks my heart. Um, it's 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 not a great shmup, uh, and it's clearly not on our list. But uh, Solfees, on the other hand, uh, very fun, uh, very awesome, um, very challenging shooter. Mm. So. Um, Solfees does that thing, though, I think, where it's not that hard right off the bat, and then it gets ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was also developed by Wolf Team. Um, Wolf Team is, is known for doing some, some pretty crazy games. Um, they now are known for the Tales series, but, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, they did some great work on both the uh, TurboGrafx CD, uh, PC Engine CD, and the Mega Sega CD, so... Um, they also released, uh, apparently, it got a Genesis port in America only called Soul Dece. Soul Dece. Yeah, D-E-A-C-E. <laughs> I have no idea why. Um, I've never seen it before. <laughs> no, I've never seen it either. <laughs> but, uh, and this game was a X68000 release uh, mm. uh, for Japan, which is a very impressive uh, co- uh, microcomputer from Mm. from the early 90s and uh you know again we talked about how um castlevania chronicles on the recent gaming history 101 that is the castlevania done for the sharp x68000 and solfis has very similarly amazing graphics and so i don't know i really like this game i'm kind of talking myself into the top 10 what do you think yeah no no i'm 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 sold (laughs) okay so solfis is in S O L hyphen F E A C E, right? Is it F E A C E? Yeah, F E A C. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's basically soul peace with an F. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. Let's see here. Um, so with that underway. Hmm. Is it, here's the thing. Did, I, did we put, I think we put Road Rash on our Mega Drive top 10, didn't we? Or didn't we? I can't remember. We did. Was it, it was either Road Rash or Skitchin. That, that definitely wasn't Skitchin. I remember I dropped in that one. But. Okay, then Road Rash probably made our mm. top 10. Um, so, do we put it on again, though? That's the saying. It's like a double. But, I, 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 but though, this but is a different, different version. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a different game. Um, mm. Here we go. Top 10 Sega Genesis Mega Drive games. This is the one with the video. Yeah. People are always like, people are always like, why don't you do that for every one of these? I'm like, this video took forever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Road Rash did not make our top 10. Oh, you didn't? Oh, okay. That makes it fair game now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, even if it had, I, again, I don't think it's apples to apples, but Mm -hmm. um, let's see. Looking things over, yeah, I guess I could see Road Rash still making the top ten. What do you think? Is it? It's. It's. I. I still. I think Road Rash is great in any of its forms. But this was. I think I could be wrong. But this was like the first Road Rash to be really kind of be different from the Mega Drive version. So it'd be. You know, it. Like you said, if it, it, it wasn't just the formation videos. It was also the game in general. Almost felt like a different game entirely. Um, obviously, it still had the core. You know, Road Rash. You're on bikes. You know, you're hitting each other. But the the graphics are different, and it has like almost like three D style buildings in the game. Um, yes. And it, it just it just felt like a kind of a new flavor to it, really. Um, I do love the opening of this game as well, where you got the bikers are like stuffing chains down their tops and stuff, and then you, it's, it's like it's like um, this is before Need for Speed did the whole cops and robbers type thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I really like that. I like the cutscenes. The soundtrack was amazing, and mm. you know, for a lot of games, the soundtrack can go one way or the other. One thing I can definitely tell you is that. Uh, um, is that uh, Road Rash, uh, any driving game, any especially a driving game where you're kind of beating people up, is uh, a soundtrack's really going to matter. And to have that CD-based sound and have... They had, like, actual rock songs. I believe there's a Soundgarden song uh, hmm. on on the on road rash i know this game got ported to the 3do and honestly that's the version yeah. i own and play more but it is the same game although the soundtracks may be slightly different um mm. yeah i don't know i really like this game uh yep. and i think it's pretty badass on the Sega cd yeah uh, i think Vegas. we should keep it okay so do you think it's mm-hmm. top 10 mm-hmm. i feel comfortable putting it on the top 10 so uh, all right road rash makes it uh next up all right, so uh, <laughs> with that in mind, the point-and-click adventures of Willy Beamish and Rise of the Dragon are because I like the interactive storytelling, and um, Willy Beamish is always fun, right? It's the yeah. it's the Dennis the Menace concept, or the bad boy, um, and uh, or, or maybe even the Bart Simpson-like character, and uh, Rise of the Dragon is your Yakuza semi- uh, semi-futuristic it's got it, it's very it's very much like an anime feel to it you know it's got very anime cutscenes. Mm. it's got nudity it's got <laughs> crazy bloody scenes and things like that but uh i think my big problem is snatcher does it better yeah 
So I think we cut them. What do you think? Both of them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's both a- of them. Yeah, because yeah, again, much like with Double Switch, Snatcher does it yeah. better. Not agree with that. I don't know. I, yeah, I it, maybe I'm maybe I'm off base here, but I, it's like you want versatility of the system to be represented as best you can. Mm. It's not necessarily why we pick these games, but at the same time, it's like you don't want to be. You know, it's like if you read a top 10 list of the best SNES games and the person's like, well, Final Fantasy 2, Final Fantasy 3, <laughs> Final Fantasy 5. You know, it's like, okay, you know, we're we're kind of loving on the same three games or something. But anyway, I don't know. <clears throat> Willie Beamish also has dreadful load, load times. Um, if you've never played it, it takes forever to play that game. Uh, all right. Um, what about Heart of the Alien? Yeah, you see, it's a difficult one because the because I think um, Athletes World is is, be, is a better game still than Heart of the Alien. Well, yeah, so, despite so, the fact that this comes with it. So. Yeah, but here's a couple reasons why. Now, in hindsight, now that we're we're we've done this discussion a little bit, um, yeah, I think the reason I want to cut it is, but I want to give it its moment in the sun because oh, sure. people are going to yeah. wonder why we're cutting it so willy nilly. Here's the thing: Heart of the Alien is not a great sequel. Um, you play as the alien (laughs) (laughs) and you basically play his side of the story, uh, that's in out of this world. Um, that's not as interesting a story, you know, Mm -hmm. think about it from our perspective. Imagine, you know, a a story or a movie that comes out where an alien shows up on earth, breaks a guy out of jail and then helps him like start a rebellion. That's crazy. But then imagine if we got to see a movie where a guy's stuck in jail, uh, (laughs) And he yep. gets out, and then an alien lets him out. But we don't follow the alien. We just go off and do this guy's adventure instead, right? You know, it's like, it's not as interesting. Um, secondarily, again, it's not as good. Um, I don't even believe... Do you remember who made... I always forget the game designer that made Another World, um, Out of This World. Um, oh, that... Anyway, whomever it is, that that game designer who made it um, uh, did not make Heart of the Alien. So it was uh, a... Delphine Software. Right, but oh. who's the specific guy? Oh, the specific guy, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. God, that's a real bad one. Yeah, hold on real quick. This is really good radio, I know. But, oh, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Eric Kahi? Oh, Eric Chahi. Chahi yeah. for Chahi. Yeah. Yeah. He was not involved on this one. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, playing Buddy's story, he's the alien, is okay. But Out of This World is the better game. Now, Out of This World is on this uh, disc. Yeah. But here's the problem. Out of This World was done better on other systems long before this. Mm. Um, I think the Amiga version is the definitive one. But um, there is a fantastic version of this game on the Genesis, and I almost think it's a port of the Genesis game that's on the Sega CD disc. And that's not saying bad things about the Genesis port. That's saying really good things about it. uh, But again, when you start having this discussion, it almost comes down to, oh, so I need to go buy Out of This World on the Genesis. You know what I mean? And I think (laughs) that's why I want it off the list, because I think that's the conclusion to all this. Um, is just that that's the better way to do it. So Heart of the Alien brings nothing new to the table 
and it's a game that was ported to everything before this so you don't need out of this world either so because of both those reasons i want to pull it from the list mm-hmm. uh what about panic the things uh, i go back and forth with on panic or switch is that it's really funny to see the reactions but yeah. it's not really a, that that doesn't necessarily make it a game it's more of a point and click one isn't it this one kind of mm. there's some puzzles there's some goofy shit um it's kind of british or at least <laughs> it feels kind of british um but it's like those shooting galleries where when you shoot something a reaction happens but that's it like it's uh there's no like with panic you do progress into the end of the game but it's more of just like walking around fucking around you know so Mm. i don't know uh do you have any strong reason to keep it on the list not really it's um it's a cool concept but it just it doesn't feel like it's, it's particularly anything special really this game it's hard. I mean, I love how it looks. It looks. It's, I don't think there's any other game on the system that looks like this at all. And in fact, um, this game kind of looks like how some indie games might look nowadays. <laughs> it's kind yeah, of like cr- crudely drawn. You know? Yeah, it blends the crudely drawn South Park style almost, uh, or or maybe early Simpsons, like Tracy Ullman Simpsons, yeah. uh, with random cutouts of real life items uh <laughs> you go into a museum and there's like a, a cutout or like a, a clip art of you know like a an important bust or something you know and then it does kind of the monty python thing where it animates them in weird ways gives it a mouth and stuff like that so um and it's of course a boy and his dog it's very stewie and brian um but uh <laughs> but yeah it's it, it's cute. It's fun. It's cheeky. It's it's a, it's got a little bit of a, you know, more adult humor. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's endearing. I think you should have it. I think you should play it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if it's top ten. I don't know if it's like this is what we show off. Um. All right. So for now, I'm cutting panic. Mm-hmm. Uh. All right. So let's go back. We now have to talk about. Uh, let's talk about Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. I have the Beholder. I have not played this version. It's you. Pro- you probably have, but in a different game. <laughs> um, well, I've played I have the Beholder on the SNES. I, this might possibly be a port. Well, not a port of that, but it's. Um, it might possibly be from the same series. But um, this this version of I have the Beholder is basically just another. It's the first. If, if anyone's familiar with these sort of Dungeons and Dragons games, it's a first person kind of game. But you're kind of directing the sort of the direction your character goes it's very sort of one move at a time so like forward then turn then forward again then turn <laughs> yeah that sort of thing and then um and then you encounter like a, so- a solo enemy and then you have to sort of you know decide on your actions it's very dice roll gameplay <laughs> and it's very slow this is the game i played <laughs> so, this is the game i played on the on the snes yeah yeah it probably, probably it might be because it gets, it comes in in various forms. I I'm just I'm I'm kind of into these sort of games. I I kind of like sort of games like this where they're kind of a bit of a slow sort of they're they're, they're gradual. They're definitely not for everybody though. They're not sort of something because they they can be incredibly unforgiving these games and quite tough as well. Yeah, yeah. So could classic Dungeons and Dragons though. Mm. AD and D rule set two was not an easy game uh to play but uh um 
Yeah, these these games are very interesting. Um, I think this is another example, though, of one that... Because when I was looking this up, I realized that there is quite a lot of versions of this game. So I don't think this particular version of the game is unique to the Sega CD. Um, uh, yes and no. Mm. Uh, first of all, we should point out Westwood developed this so they would go right. on to make uh command and conquer but uh it came out on the pc 98 in japan mm-hmm. uh these this is one of the famed ssi games as well if you do not know much about these uh definitely go back and check out we had gary butterfield from watch out for fireballs come in and talk to us about uh about dungeons and dragons games mm-hmm. uh i forget the name of the title but it has something to do with d20 so if you go on gaming history 101 and just type in d20 You'll you'll find it or tabletop. Um, it should be kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if that was your uh, cell phone or mine doing that, but uh, well, that there's that. Then there was a Sega CD port. There was the SNES port, which uh, came out at the same time. Lots of people probably got on the SNES in America if that's how you wanted it, and then mm. it hit for the Amiga. But I don't know. I think that's. Yeah, everyone would love the Amiga version. <laughs> yeah, but Amiga wasn't huge around here. The Commodore Amiga was in very few households in America. So, But um, it was huge here. <laughs> That's the problem. Right. So um, I don't know how the Sega CD could compete with the Amiga, in my opinion. Mm. It is a point-and-click interface, if I recall. Yep, that's um, right. Which means you want a mouse. The Amiga had a mouse, right? It was full-blown. Yep, yep. Yeah, gooey, it's, key, it's, it's gooey, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, yeah, but, you know, like, the ZX Spectrum didn't have a mouse. The Commodore didn't have a mouse. So oh, that's yeah, oh, no, true, true. Yeah, absolutely. Amiga was one of those first graphic user interface PCs. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, wh- how are you thinking? Are you thinking it's top ten material? Are you thinking it's not? Let's put it, again, I think we should put this in the maybe one, really. Uh, Jam goes maybe. But low, but low, probably. <laughs> I think I said this already today. I'm going to make something easy for you. I think Final Fight CD should be in there in the top 10. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think, I think this is the uh, quintessential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like the only way to get Final Fight as close to the arcade as you can get it. Um, the, Sega, uh, the SNES version looks better. It just does. But without Guy, there's no reason yeah, it's to play not got, it. Yeah, it's not Yeah. And uh, without two-player, there's no reason to play it. And I'm fairly certain Final Fight CD has two-player. It does, yeah. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what matters. That's mm-hmm. why you get this version. Um, so even the Game Boy Advance version didn't have fucking two-player. <laughs> so, so this is, this. yeah, that's the home console version of Final Fight you want. Um, Shadow of the Beast 2. I'm intrigued. Never played well, it, though. That the, you should you should well when you get around to this, Fred, you should you should play this when you get a chance. Because, I'm going to play um, both games actually yeah. as part of Cron CD, so mm. um, it, it might be years, but I'm going to play both games <laughs> as part of Cron CD. Now, Shadow of the Beast Two is an interesting game. Um, it started on this started on the Amiga, um, uh, which I'll get to in a second. But it started on the Amiga, then it was released to the Mega Drive, and then it was released to the Mega CD, Sega CD. Um, You're talking the, about Shadow of the Beast Two. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about, yeah. Um, so what this game does differently, I'm kind of just sort of skipping, but basically um, this is a sequel to the infamous Shadow of the Beast game. You are a character who... You say infamous, I had no idea what this really? game was. Really? Oh, it's so big over here. It's just like, <laughs> okay, is that what it is? Is it big in Europe? <laughs> Maybe any, it's any, big in America. Like, anybody who knows it in America, write in. I'm sure there are people who think... I just don't think it was big over here. 
but it did get it's released they... in both versions. Like the, I think yeah. Shadow of the Beast. I know that was on PC Engine CD, and I think it even got a TurboGrafx 16 CD release over here. So some of those people who got on board the TurboGrafx engine, uh, sorry, the TurboGrafx CD, you know, railway was enjoying it. And Shadow of the Beast very much looks. This is a side-scrolling so, brawler, right? Or not brawler? Um, hack and slash. Is... Hack and slash. Yeah, yeah, even that's kind of it's. It's okay. got kind of like shmup. Yeah, actually, no. Hack and slash is probably more accurate. Actually, I'd say so. Yeah, although it can in certain some of the games, you can sort of argue it kind of goes into sort of shmup territory or just shooter territory. Oh wow! Um, but there's um there's yeah. But anyway, going back to the game, this game, you play as a character Fred called um Arbron, <laughs> which I love the title of this Arbron. name. A A R B R O N. A A Bron. No, anyway, <laughs> so. The point of the series, the reason I bring out the first game is that you are a character who's got, he's basically being cursed with like some sort of beast curse. In the first game, you literally look like a beast. And yes, in the second do. game, you're a bit, you're kind of like partially cured. So you're looking more man than beast, but you are still partially still cursed. And in the third game, it's about you completely curing the curse. But that, but that's on the, that was like yeah. a meager exclusive though, Fred. Yes, it was. <laughs> so, yes, I don't think I'll ever <laughs> so, play that one. Um, anyway, the, but the, this game is interesting because it's, um, it's a very, very good looking game in terms of art style um you rarely see games that have this specific sort of art style to it where it's kind of like semi-gothic uh you've seen the sort of pteropod style haven't you Fred? it's like kind mm-hmm. of mechanical it's not it's not quite geiger but it's kind of like almost i don't know what you, what you say stone age meets kind of technology <laughs> so kind yeah of... it's it's uh yeah because it's not steampunk it's um but it's like it's like robotic manipula- robotically manipulated organics or something. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what quite to say about it, but it's like it's when nature is defiled by machine. Pretty much, yeah. That's kind of the aesthetics. Yes. And this is a very kind of dark looking game when you play it. And the the what the Mega CD does really well for this game is it really brings out those graphics and makes this game. I think this is the best looking version of the game. It also includes um, something that the Mega Drive did not do very well is it didn't explain the story very well. Whereas the Mega CD completely uh, it has full cutscenes. It explains the story what's going on. It has voice acting in it, which is actually quite mm-hmm. hilarious. It's terrible, but it's it's quite Fantastic. funny. Fantastic. Uh, so. Um, it's an easier game to play, especially if because um, the one, the thing that I'm, I was kind of stretching my review is this is if you go into this game blind, especially the Mega Drive version, it's a very rage quit heavy game where if you don't know what you're doing, that you'll be like, oh, you know, like there's there's lots of kind of like moments where if you don't do a certain action, you are stuck for the rest of the game and you you've got to reset. <laughs> Whereas wow. this game gives you, this game throws you a bone. This version of it. So, <laughs> and and some That's people good. I think some people would argue that this is more the uh, this is where I'm a bit conflicted, though. They say this is the definitive version of the game, but there are some elements I kind of prefer in the previous two incarnations, even the Mega Drive. Dare I say it, this is probably the only Mega CD game on the entire and all of our top 10 lists, or, or whatever this, this list we've done entirely, where I actually prefer the music in the Mega Drive version. I know that sounds terrible yeah. saying, but yeah. some people would argue otherwise, but... I really, really like the Mega Drive soundtrack, and they completely remix the soundtrack to this game. And it's good. It sounds good. It's it's kind of like edgier, and it's kind of more. I guess they they're going for more of the hard hitting music in this one, rather than they had a bit more of a softer tune in the Mega Drive version. But it just doesn't. I don't know. It just seems disappointing that they didn't sort of include both like that that version of the soundtrack remastered. Um, right. w- especially with the um, with the CD based console as well. Um, so that to me was almost the downside to it. Um, but apart from that, it, it's a great game. It, it looks it looks good. Um, 
But I, I, some people, and this is where we're going to get to the final point about this, is some people will still argue the Amiga version is the quintessential version. I think uh, Simon, <laughs> Belfort, Simon Belmont, he's one of our yeah. sort of resident microcomputer fans, he, he will probably definitely shout at That's me That's right his now. username. That's not, we're yeah. aware of the Castlevania. <laughs> Somebody asked me recently, they were like, do you know oh, who really? Simon Belmont is? Like, yeah, I know who Simon Belmont is. <laughs> Yeah, it's just the user. The Belmont <laughs> clan are well well documented in the in the Rojas household. We're we're familiar <laughs> with those boys and girls. But um but yes, yes, as you were saying, um Simon Belmont did consider the Amiga the better version. Uh, although like, I think it's uh, like, again, you start getting into, they considered the Sega CD to be the enhanced version. So even though it might yeah. not be his preferred version, uh, it is the, the better version. It, it, the, some would say that twin snakes is the enhanced mm. version. Kojima and, and, and Konami solid, definitely yeah. say that, you know, that, that twin snakes is the better version of metal gear solid. Mm-hmm. It definitely looks better. It is definitely enhanced. That being said, you throw in first person that easy, and the game loses a lot of its luster, in my opinion. <laughs> but, mm. you know, different strokes, different folks. I say that only because I, I recently played the first, like I think I played up to the Revolver Ocelot battle, and then I've been burning through, for some unknown reason, last week I put down whatever i was playing on my vita and played through metal gear solid one and i still yeah you can knock that out in a couple days yeah you can yeah but i still i still really prefer the playstation version i don't know why but yeah um but yeah i don't know but what do you think do you think this is something very noteworthy that kind of speaks for the mega drive or mega cd console as a whole it Um, did come out in america as well so yeah absolutely I think it's a great game, but I don't think it speaks specifically to Mega CD because most people that remember uh, Shadow of the Beast will remember it specifically on the Amiga, which is the only sort of system that has the entire story anyway. Right, and the um, original game is is quite rare and difficult to to grab over here. Yeah, um, it's only on a handful of of relatively rare things. I don't even think the original was on the the Genesis, mm. was it? Uh, the original, Shadow? yeah, the first one is on the Genesis. It is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. maybe that's the only thing, but I, I'm betting that cart's hard to find. I know the second one, the cart's extremely hard to find in America. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. recommend the first game anyway to you. At least not, oh, well, not a PAL or, or American version. Because oh, that, that's that, right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's sped up sped 20%. Up, yeah. yeah, you need to buy the Japanese, the Japanese <laughs> uh, Mega, uh, Mega Drive version, and then you don't understand the story anyway because it's all in Japanese. But yep. well, oh, they don't wait. really explain the story anyway in the Mega Drive version. Just look it up on the internet. But <laughs> okay, uh, again, then then you might be okay. So all right, but I uh, I, I think I think I'm happy to cut this one to be honest. Okay, um, okay. it's a great game, um, but it does it's it is a tough game still, even with the enhancements. It's still difficult. Um, uh, actually, not- I do. We do profile pages for the games now. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you see a game review, we have a profile page. That's where I put all the stuff that used to be at the top of every review. I've now moved those to their profile, mm-hmm. um, and we include cheat codes. I do have the cheat codes up for there, right. so you can get unlimited <laughs> health, which apparently makes that game beatable. But probably, yeah, maybe. But there are still some moments in it. I can oh, see yeah. still getting completely stuck. No, yeah. unlimited <laughs> health is not the only thing that you have yeah. to worry about in this game. But uh, anyway. Uh, and I say that having not played it. All right. So, what about Shining Force? Shining Force is fantastic, in my opinion. It's a great. Ge- it's a great game. It's uh, have you played any of the Shining Force games, Red? No. It's it's basically I know Sega's people lose Fire their Emblem, mind. Really. Yeah. When I say 
I've never played any of the Shining games. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I haven't. But I do know this is, as far as I know, this is the continuation of the series on Sega CD. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's got a very cutesy anime kind of art style to it. And um, it's it's basically yeah I think I I was just saying it's like it's like it's like the fire emblem for Sega basically, mm-hmm. um, but it's quite, it's a it's a cool series actually it's one of those ones that you you mean to get to it it's even on that Mega Drive collection for you know the Ultimate Genesis collection, um, and it's there you have free games of it on there <laughs> so yes and you're like you're just it's one of those ones you look at it and you think. I really, need, I really need to go play those games <laughs> at some point. Um, and when you do, if you're a fan, that's only if you're a fan of this. I think, I think you would be a fan of this because you're into adva- um, advanced walls and stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah, and so it's you, a turn-based tactics game. So yeah, it's a tactics game, and that, that's why I like this game. Is that I, I'm big. I love those sort of games. I, I love the Fire Emblem series. I've been getting huge into Fire Emblem Awakening, and it's I can't wait for the sequel of that. But and this really <laughs> is just basically Sega's answers that sort of game. Um, right. But well, yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Because Fire Emblem would have come before this. So um, Fire before. Emblem actually did not come before this. What, Fire Emblem's on... first game in Japan was on SNES. Oh wow! Oh, interesting. I yeah. thought it was on um, NES or something. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, let me double check that, but I don't believe so. Um, but I don't think. Mm. I think this was circumstantial. Like they both happened to. You know, um, let me let me double check that with Fire Emblem before I get somebody to kill me. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I don't think that uh, I think they they were created pretty close to tan uh, tangentially. Um, Fire Emblem, here we go. Do 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 do. Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon and Blade of Light was on the. On the Famicom. Oh, you're uh, right. You 1990 <laughs> on the Famicom. Yep. <laughs> so you are right. It Years is. ago. <laughs> well, yeah. So Fire Emblem, um, Fire Emblem's retort would be probably Shining Force. Um, much like, uh, oh, what is it? Fantasy Star is the retort to uh, Final Fantasy. So, mm. um, Now, the, this game is a hybrid of the two Game Gear ports. If I'm not correct, is it? Oh, I didn't know that. So. Yeah, it's the two Game Gear games, which is why uh, Gaiden and Gaiden Two. I don't think Gaiden and Gaiden think Two came out in America. They there's a Shining Force game on the for Game Gear that was in America and in Europe that was released uh, also on the 3DS Virtual Console, and I think it's only it's really cheap. <laughs> so if you if you, gotcha. you want to spend a couple, if you want to spend just a couple of bucks, that's something worth picking up. <laughs> um. But being a game that is, this is obviously I'll put that disclaimer in. Being the sort of game that is, these games they are they're short, but you could spend forever doing a single mission. <laughs> so with, oh, the yeah. attack, with the well, because well, certainly with Shining Force, I I because I, I played it, I played I played play this Mega CD version as well. Um, well, but certainly some of the Mega Drive games, um, it's there's there's not many missions to them, Fred, but they're they're really the maps are massive in scope. And you can spend just ages sort of just moving characters around and everything, you know. And, uh, okay, and the game you're talking about that was released was Shining Force, the Sword of Hygia. And that was known in Japan as Shining Force Gaiden 2. Okay. So, it's a sequel, yeah. this this game and its prequel make up Shining Force CD. Ah, That's so it's like, a, it's like the... So this is kind of like an enhanced edition in itself, really. Yes, it's an enhanced re-release, yes. Mm. Um, which got mixed reviews from reviewers. Uh, huh. 
but I don't know the context. Do you have fun with this one? Is this? I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, like I is said, it, though. Yep. Well, I'm just wondering: is it worthwhile for the Sega CD? Like, it is seems to be the only game of its type that really well, exists on that console. That's the thing. Is um, I don't think this is the only game on the Sega CD that does this. I could okay. be. I'm, I'm pretty sure there is another game we haven't brought up because when I was when I was doing a bit of research earlier, but I cannot think of the name of it off the top of my head now. But um. It's it's just more that this I think when people think of um you know a game for the Mega CD, Shining Force in, in this sort of category, Shining Force will be the one they'll think of probably. Right. Uh, but yeah, but it's a, a bit, but with that information in mind though, with it being on those you know with it being Game Gear ports, it, it shows that it's probably it, it's just it's kind of like enough one of those remasters really. So <laughs> so okay, well. Here's the quick question. Let's let's break down a brass text. I'm about to ask you about Shining Force CD, Eternal Champions Challenge from the Dark Side. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, that's what we're trying to find out earlier. <laughs> and Echo the Dolphin. And there compare those with AD&D <laughs> and Wonder Dog and figure out what is our 10th game. So you say cut it? Oh, Echo the Dolphin. I mean, come on, Echo the Dolphin. We can cut easily. The only reason I put that okay. on there is because the soundtrack is awesome. But, so. um, and Shining Force CD, what do you think of that? Does that stay? Does it go? Does it hold? Does it go? Uh, God, this is tough. This is tough. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say go. I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's talk about Eternal Champions Challenge from the Dark Side. Fatality um, Edition. Fatality <laughs> Edition. Yeah. Well, there were fatalities in the. Oh, weren't there terrible. fatalities in the Mega Drive one? I think there was, but they were nothing compared to these ones. These are cutscene, violent, <laughs> crazy fatalities. These make Mortal Kombat look just <laughs> light. Yes. Um, I kind of think that's why Mortal Kombat's completely uncensored on the Sega CD. They were like, "We got Eternal Champions over here. Like, why do you care?" Um, do you like Eternal Champions, Jam? Now, this is the thing. I am not a huge fan of Eternal Champions. It's a uh, yes, it's all right. It's okay, um, sort of you know fighting game. I mean, I, I did actually. I enjoyed it back in the day, but I it's of, I don't feel it's a game that's particularly hold up very well today. Um, I agree. Mm. Same with but, Killer Instinct. It's okay. <laughs> but I, but I, for, for the um, you know for the Mega CD, this was I thought it was a good fighter for the system. Absolutely, you know, if you if you're if you're performs well, huge huge sprites, big old sprites on the screen, massive, yeah. Um, and the CG cutscenes for those fatalities, <laughs> fucking so great, yes. <laughs> so there's this there's this problem I have. Here's the thing, and so I wanted to debate it with you. So there's this pastiche of shitty cutscenes, the 3D stuff. It's all the things that people roll their eyes and hate about CD-based consoles. At the same time, I think Eternal Champions best combines all those things into one fun, weird, uh, shouldn't exist but does mm. game that kind of signifies the Sega CD as a whole, probably more so than like Night Trap or something like that. So I don't know. There's a part of me that wants to include it on the top 10 because low but it, like lower on the top 10 but because it so properly signifies all the things that it, it is literally like the thesis for what sega's trying to accomplish with the sega cd mm. i don't know what do you think i i think i kind of maybe should put it on the top 10 
I don't know. I'm not a huge Eternal Champions fan, but if I do have to play Eternal Champions, I'm definitely playing the Sega CD version. Well, yeah, that, that, that's that, that's what I was going to bring up, is saying which, you know, if you were to play any version of this game, I would pick this one over any of them. Well, and this game's a little different than the Genesis game, right? I thought this game was different. Yeah, I think this is a bit, it's a bit more it's a bit more depth to it. It's a bit more expanded. I, th- I could be wrong, but there might be more characters. But and so you know, certainly more back, yeah. you know, like levels. The it's level, been a the long back- time since I've polished up on my Eternal Champions lore, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a, I don't know. It's it's a it's a good game. Hmm. I don't know. Do we put it on there? And does it push aside Wonder Dog and AD and D, which you didn't seem too keen on? Oh, I don't know. Actually, is it what is this? What is are these? Are these are three. We've got to choose between. Yep. For the, yep. Which they say Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, um, the Tale Champions, and Wonder Dog. <laughs> yep, these are your three. <laughs> yeah, we, we, Unless we, you think I've cut something <laughs> on my side that uh, more deserved, but uh, I, I think we should put Wonder Dog on the top ten. Right. <laughs> I, I'll take the bullet. <laughs> I will take your word for it. All right, Wonder Dog, it is. Uh, I'm only good with wonder dog because it's so shouldn't be it that shouldn't be the name and that shouldn't be what that game is Mm. uh so all right so here we go into the delineations with double switch lunar silver star snatcher jurassic park sonic cd popful mail soul feast road rash final fight cd and wonder dog Mm -hmm. so let's start debating here okay so uh jam are you familiar with double switch yeah i am this is the this is like the fmv game um, yeah Corey Haim, you're moving around a hotel you get a full so again it, it is the, hair. yes <laughs> he's got blonde spiked know, up yeah. hair um it's got some people you will know most notably um arlie emery or whatever ermy um the guy who is the drill sergeant in um full metal jacket he plays lyle the handyman um and uh, lots of character actors you see in a lot of different movies. Plus, there is a rock band that sucks in the game uh, that has a they they have a uh, a audition with a guy from Zoo Records in the middle of the game. And uh, I love uh, the song is called Tunnel Vision, and I love that song. <laughs> um, and basically, for some unknown reason, a, a million goons are descending upon this hotel to uh try to to try to uh i don't know what they're doing because eddie's created the only hotel that has all this surveillance and apparently that's a good thing (laughs) these people live in these lavish apartments where he can always watch them um and so at first you're stopping guys from coming in and then eventually uh and this was kind of probably the most interesting but also the most frustrating part of the game Mm -hmm. they really start switching the game up and these are mild spoilers for double switch but there's a killer that there's three, there's three acts in the game and good luck if you can even get to act three, but there's a killer in the hotel and you learn of him in act one in act two. He's in the form of a mummy and he keeps showing up. (laughs) Um, and, uh, Lyle will show up. You, they tell you to capture Lyle whenever you can. And he always touches all the traps. Well, in, in part two, in episode or act two, um, he'll start showing you where extra traps are that you don't know about. So if you capture Lyle, you can't progress forward in that game. You need to not capture him mm. and see him 
and learn of these traps. The biggest reason is because as Act 2 continues, you the mummy will pop out of these traps and you cannot capture the mummy unless you have access to these traps. That's why I said you can't continue forward in the game. The other weird thing, though, is they start getting really mean, where they put, like, the mummy attacking in one room at the same time as Lyle's showing you a trap in the other, and you have to have your timing down to be able to capture those. Um, Another thing they do is... um, there is a power box in the basement, and occasionally a goon will come in and try to kill the power box. Uh, If you um, sometimes there will be a goon watching the power box at the same time that Lyle's trying to show you a trap and you have to have Lyle show you all the traps. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then at the very end of act three, this is mild spoilers. um, Lyle lets you know that Eddie, uh, the the crazy kid in the basement who runs the uh, hotel, um, he is Lyle's son and he's schizophrenic and he's probably the killer. And then a couple of scenarios happen near the end of Act 2 where uh, Eddie, um, played by Corey Haim, actually tries to sabotage your ability because you've been fucking up his ability to kill people. If you let anybody die, actually, while with the mummy, you get in trouble. So Eddie will start trying to attack the hotel and everything. And then in Act 3, you got to get your wits about you because you basically chase Eddie throughout the house. And the time to trap him is terrible like it's there are certain parts where you have to trap early or you have to push the button early or you have to push the button late it's it's not perfectly timed in sync and that's why very few people have beaten double switch i am definitely not one of them but anyway the game gets a little bit more complex with that concept the other thing is you're balancing the traps there's two to four traps in every room and you have to like pick them and arm them and it's based on this very arbitrary thing because it's a movie so the camera angles are cutting all over the place so you have no idea what fucking trap it is you basically memorize the game in order to figure that out um anyway i i think it's 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 the game that does the most with the fmv genre and so that's why i really like it so um lunar silver star that is a a JRPG with beautiful animated cutscenes, uh, localization by working designs, and mm-hmm. uh, things like that. Snatcher, we know very well. Jurassic Park, if you don't know, is a point-and-click adventure where you return to the island after, mm-hmm. um, after all the events of the first uh, book, but before the island gets nuked. And yeah. you have 12 hours before the nuke hits there to collect samples of all the stuff. I think you work for InGen, so you're trying to go protect the investment. Yes, before the um, Telltale game came out, way before the Telltale game came yes. out. Yes, <laughs> yes. But it is very point-and-click adventure in the mm-hmm. vein of, I would say almost I would say almost Sierra. It's more like a Sierra point-and-click adventure. Mm. Um, has some action sequences, though. It's weird. You fight a T-Rex. Um <laughs> Sonic CD, I think, is a very well-known. Popful Mail, we've kind of talked about. Soul Feast, we've yep. kind of talked about. Mm-hmm. Road Rash, we talked about. Final Fight, we talked about. And Wonder Dog, we've talked about. So we know where we're standing with these games. Mm-hmm. So let's see. Uh, what's the bottom of the list? Wonder Dog looks like it's up for number 10. I would I say ge- so, yeah. I guess I could see Double Switch. I'd like to see it higher, um, but maybe not. Maybe Jurassic Park's number 10. These seem like the, I wouldn't say, maybe Road Rash. I don't know. These are not the weakest games on this list. They're not weak games per se, but they're probably the weakest of this list. I don't know. What do you think? Is there one particular that you think? 
I was thinking Wonder Dog would probably make a good t uh, number 10, okay. really. All right, so Wonder Dog it is. Um, moving more so, let's see here. Um, I don't know. What do you think of Road Rash? How high do you think in the list Road Rash should be? Uh, I think it's below five, in my opinion. It's just like, it's, okay. it's good, but I just don't think it's sort of, because it's on other consoles, it's not, you know, something that projects the, um, the Sega CD. All right. Um, do you but, think Sonic CD needs to be pretty high on this list? I kind of think it does, actually. No, okay. no, I, do too. I do, too. Weird. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, what about Jurassic Park? Do you think because of its genre, Jurassic Park belongs like nine or eight or something like that? I think, yeah, because of Jurassic Park, uh, cause, cause it's because of that point-and-click nature, I think. But maybe mid-range, actually, maybe. Okay, Jurassic so what Park, yeah. what what goes at nine? I guess is what I'm asking. Okay, <laughs> I, I think Road Rash would be a good suitable okay. one for nine, in my opinion. Okay, I'm kind of thinking that too. Um, I don't know. And then part of me does say, I know I'm harping on this, but part of me does say Jurassic Park maybe eight just because of its genre mm -hmm. uh, of what type of game it is. You don't equivalent Jurassic Park to puzzle solving and point and click adventures and I think and and then they try to force the action sequences which are goofy to say the least um I don't know it's cool what it does but I don't know if it's properly suited for it but somebody was definitely thinking outside of the box and what you got was a very good game but uh I don't know I almost want to do JP8 and then double switch 7 I really like double switch I think 7's pretty high on the list uh for what it is but I again I kind of feel like i justified why i think it should be higher than like the lowest but what do you think of that kind of placement yeah i think it's good yeah i think it's a good little order okay yeah we're doing quite well and then, yeah <laughs> and then double switch okay so then we get to number six uh how high on this list does final fight go Hmm. How high does it climb because it's out there elsewhere? Yeah, but this we is should point. The... This is this is, but we should point out. I don't know about you, but at this time, I could go to really any pizza parlor I wanted to and get my final fight on. Really? Uh, <laughs> well, I definitely couldn't do that around here. <laughs> okay, so there's that. Uh, but yes, there is always strength with having it at home. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Or is hey. this where? Do you think Final Fight goes higher? So I'm looking at the other games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think dare I say, I think this is probably a good place for it, actually. You know. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of thinking that too, and I'm thinking mm. Pop Full Mail next. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Okay. Pop Full Mail. By the way, Pop Full Mail is mail as M A I L. Yeah. Um, like not M A L E. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe it, it is referring to armor, but I could be wrong. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, all right. Let's see here. So now we're at the top four, and it's between Sulfi, Sonic CD, Snatcher, and Lunar. So who's higher, Sulfi or Sonic CD? I feel like that's our next two fights. Yeah, I think I think Soul Feast is probably this is number four for that. Okay, mm. it's right. a great feel, game. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, 
it is a great game and uh it's you know it's a solid shmup it's not the greatest i've ever played but it's got this very cool pedigree that you really don't see in the in the west over here Mm. Uh, these games are a little bit more a dime a dozen over on uh, the PC Engine CD and over there in the West on microcomputers. But you really don't see a whole lot of them come with this style come over here. And uh, yeah, Sega CD got Gates of Thunder as a uh, <laughs> as a port, but it's a it's not a great port. Um, but anyway, uh, all right. So then, do we do Sonic CD three? Let's see. Yeah, I think this is probably a good place. Sorry, CD. Um, I mean, th- this is a... We, should probably, we haven't really talked much about Sonic CD, but this is a very unique Sonic game in the sense that it kind of has... You can play this game and almost play different levels each time you play it. Cause it has this kind of like time travel mechanic. So you go yep. back and forth in time. Um, it's a bit yep, confusing the, game, In the though. past, you can go to the present and the future. In the mm-hmm. future, you can go to the past and the present. And in the present, you can go to the past and the future. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the levels are all different depending on where you're at. Uh, mm-hmm. Soundtrack's cool. Um, they've never revisited this type of Sonic game since. No, no, and I don't think they will. The bonus they- levels also show off the scaling. Yeah, you're like running um, in again. They did it all in weird mechanical ways on the other Sonic games, and then this kind of puts it all together. So mm. that's what I liked about it too. But um, yeah, Sonic CD is very cool, and the soundtrack's great. <laughs> soundtrack's great so what's the best sega cd game is it lunar silver star or is it snatcher oh dear snatcher was i know despite sort of um despite of what how how i reviewed it i really like i really kind of like i seem to like that game more than over time really yeah and lunar's really good but lunar is still a jrpg granted it's doing some new things but Maybe not new, some different things. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, I, I feel like Snatcher's number one. I feel that way. Okay, so, and and, and it, it's, it's for the cyberpunk fans, Fred. Yes. <laughs> this, this game is it's for the, the Blade Runner game. fans. I was, I was referring to when you, know, when, they, when you bring up the game where it says, this one's for all the cyberpunk fans. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, I forgot about that. Um, also, and this doesn't have anything to do with our decision, but big teardrop for konami going away (laughs) as a game developer definitely as a a game developer of console games plus the kojima break um you know it's a these are these are nicer times where konami said fuck it go ahead make your blade runner game (laughs) (laughs) so all right well here is our official top 10 number 10 wonder dog Number nine, Road Rash. Number eight, Jurassic Park. Number seven, Double Switch. Number six, Final Fight CD. Number five, Popful Mail. Number four, Soul Feast. Number three, Sonic CD. Number two, Lunar Silver Star, and which is the original game, I should mm-hmm. point out. Um, Eternal Blue is the sequel. Uh, and number one is Snatcher. Uh, we should also point out every single one of these games available in both Europe and America, yep. I believe, um, and all available in English. That's kind of the the big things. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. Let us know what you think, though. We definitely have the community top tens. I've received a couple of people sending in theirs. Haven't gotten enough people to get all the way up to ten. So we're going to figure something out. I do have some fun Sega CD games to give away. Cool. Um, so uh, we'll figure something out like that. But get your list in if you can. Go to contact at GamingHistory101.com or 
uh, hit the contact link on the website and we'll check it out. Um, but uh, let me know. And uh, I'd like to get more, so I'm going to probably expand this out and get uh, go uh, do what I did before on some of these top tens, which was do a call to action on uh, N4G and stuff like that. So maybe we'll get that going. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, so there you go. So there's Sega CD. Um, trying to remember what we're doing for the next console. Do you remember? Did we ever say? We we don't uh, we don't necessarily say, but with, I think some of the options were either Atari twenty six hundred uh, doing mic- or splitting off in our own directions in me doing microcomputers so microcomputer stuff and you That's doing something else. Right? Yes, I was going to do turbo graphics. You were going to do microcomputers. Do you want to do that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll make it September. It's going to be an easy one. I won't so. do all microcomputers. I'll just I'll just do one. <laughs> no, I, sorry. I was going to say microcomputers as a platform. Yeah. So much like I do with Cron CD where like anything qualifies. Mm-hmm. So this would be you. Uh, so this is how we're going to do it for those. We're going to record them on our own. Mm-hmm. They are going to be extra credits. Um, and uh, basically, Jam, um, we go the delineation proce- process. Uh, you can bring in guests if you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely hit us up if y- any of you you know, are, have podcasting experience and want to uh co-hosts with us to do these but if nobody else does then jam and i will just do our own we'll bring 20 to the table and we will talk to ourselves and reverse engineer our way down to 10 so there you go it's not going it's going to be more of a personalized top 10 that's kind of the whole reason it's split Mm. off so um anyway but maybe we can get guests and you can do that. I'm betting for microcomputers, you might find a handful of people who'd be willing to do that with <laughs> you. So anyway, um, all righty. Uh, um, so we'll, we'll leave it at that. And uh, until next time, uh, guess peace out, huh? Yeah. All right. There we go.